He was in Qatar uh, roughly like nine, ten days ago, but he was there in the Middle East promoting the great state of North Dakota. He says there's going to be many deals that are going to be coming to North Dakota from the Middle East. So joining us tonight live in studio, the North Dakota Commerce Commissioner, James Lemon. Commissioner, it's great to have you in studio. Uh, read your post, obviously, shared it with the audience. So just tell us a little bit about what happened on this trip. You went over with a delegation. And most importantly for the people watching tonight, what does it mean to their families to have you over in the Middle East and bringing business back home? Yeah, thank you for having me, Chris. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, <clears throat> if you were to back up for a second and look at the North Dakota economy, um, we are by far the most export dependent in the United States, given our oil and soil dependence. Um, statistically, it's about 19% of our economy, but when you remove retail, construction activity, it's closer to 60%. So as a result, to continue to be, in my opinion, super competitive, <clears throat> The state constantly requires infrastructural investments in energy, value-added energy, whether that's raw production, uh, natural gas, oil, uh, same thing in ag. So these are capital-intensive projects. So you mentioned during the intro about $15 billion in the project pipeline. That's a true statistic. Um, this is, I know that for a fact because my folks are working on these projects every day, day in, day out. And to get the kind of capital formation in the state that we need to be successful, we naturally have to go to places that many people won't go. Uh, and what I mean by that is traditionally people will go to the state and look for private or public money, they'll go to the federal government, uh, sometimes they'll go to Walmart or um, Wall Street financiers. Uh, and what you're finding in Wall, uh, Wall Street and in other private equity markets is uh, it's very difficult to ascertain funding, especially in the oil and gas sector right now because there's about 43 trillion, I'll repeat that, 43 trillion dollars worth of private equity, half of assets under management globally have an environmental, social, or corporate governance requirement. So we have to get creative as a state if we're going to grow our oil and gas sector, if we're going to meet our carbon neutral targets, and that's why we went to the Middle East. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just want you to repeat the $43 because you shared that information with me today. Yeah. That's more mm -hmm. than the combined, combined, folks, GDP of the United States, China, and the UK. I mean, it's a stunning number. So I just wanted yes. that to sit with our audience continue please so when you think of this new operating environment and you consider the fact that we want to be we want to retain our status as the second largest hydrocarbon producer we have tremendous assets in terms of oil and gas um, we want to continue to grow not only that sector but create a gas to liquid sector because there's tremendous asian demand um, we want to have a value-added energy sector all of these pieces combined so to access that $43 trillion, we've got to be a carbon neutral state. Um, we have the geology to accomplish that. Uh, recently, my boss, Governor Burgum, announced our initiative to 2030 carbon neutrality. We believe we could do that and increase fossil fuel production at the same time. Put simply, we've got a lot of states around us. They produce a lot of carbon. We have a lot of geology here. We can take their carbon, move it into our state, and then enhance oil recovery in some of our, uh, our, our fields, create <clears throat> cleaner oil, while capturing the gas, either liquefying it, adding value to it, or recycling it and constantly enhancing oil recovery. So we can use other people's trash to improve our fossil fuel production, do it cleanly, do it less expensively, and add value to it. And what you're seeing now are major project announcements. Mitsubishi Electric, about a month and a half ago, came to the state of North Dakota and announced the nation's first blue hydrogen hub. They're using blue hydrogen, which would be driven by natural gas. Again, gas being the byproduct of oil production. 
Um, same thing with, uh, I've got a number of soy to jet fuel projects. The ADM project that you mentioned that feeds the California biofuel market, you take the ADM plant and then the plant in, you know, the Marathon plant in yeah. Dickinson, that's a billion dollars of infrastructure to feed, you know, biofuels. But here's what I want to get at, because I think all this stuff sounds great from a 30,000, 100,000 foot view, but for the people that are watching at home right now, tell us how, hey, bring it in $15 billion on any of these projects, you go into Cutter, how does it make a difference for the person at home, for their life, for their family? That's a great question. So when you consider these types of projects, the multi-billion dollar builds that create well-paying jobs, highly technical jobs, we need, in a, in a state that requires a lot of money for infrastructure, other people's finance to help accelerate those initiatives. What people don't realize is whether you have a home mortgage, a business loan, chances are someone bundled that up and sold it to somebody in Europe, Asia, the Middle East, wherever. So what we're doing now is going direct to the source. We know that sources want to invest in North America. And the reason why they want to invest in North America is they see, they see a future in places like North Dakota with respect to clean energy production, robust energy production. And when you look at energy needs um, across the globe, they see us as a conduit for that. So by going to places like Qatar with, uh, I brought a delegation with me, by the way. Um, that delegation brought several billion dollars worth of projects to fund, and we've had an amazing amount of success. We're actually even close in some cases to where they're not only asking for new information, but they're even you know, talking about performing due diligence on projects. So what does this mean in plain English to the average listener or viewer at home? That means the project in your community, whether it's Beulah, Grand Forks, Bismarck, further west in Wilson, or even some of the, uh, the value-added creation you see here in the, the valley. Um, that means these projects can accelerate, they can happen more quickly, and, and those jobs become available to you faster. And then also, when you think about the, you know, the opportunities for your kids, that's where we need to keep them here. We need to keep them with sixty and $70,000 jobs in the energy patch. We need to keep them in the middle part of the state doing the same thing. And these types of investments, these equity investments, that's all it is. It's a, they take minority shares as equity partners. They team up with, uh, one thing I'll mention, uh, I want to thank the legislature and Governor Bergen because this state, this past legislative session, in my opinion, wrote the mo most robust and um, business progressive set of tools, in my opinion, known to the country. And what I mean by that is we can now do side-by-side -side investing. We can invest in our future. We have the, the, you know, the secret weapon in the state bank. All of these things come together and make it more attractive for private equity to, to go ahead and accelerate a project. And that's what you're seeing today in the state. Which, by the way, the firm that's actually going to be managing that private equity fund from the Legacy Fund is going to be in town Thursday at Grand Farm. So we might be able to sneak a few words from them. But let's go through this $15 yeah. billion dollars, potentially, new projects coming yep. to North Dakota. Give it us an idea. And I don't know if by happenstance you mentioned Beulah and Grand Forks and Williston or not. Maybe, maybe not. But give us an idea tonight of what these projects are that add up to the $15 billion. Well, we have several large uh, corn processing, corn to wet, you know, uh, wet mill. We have uh, to help create fuels. We have uh, corn to jet fuel, soy to jet fuel, soy to biomass that you're aware of. That's not counted in the 15 billion. Um, we have a lot of pipeline infrastructure that would be moving, if you will, carbon into the sink. Um, the, the types of investment we're looking at for e enhanced oil recovery, plus the value added production that's, uh, the gas is basically a byproduct of oil and then off the gas you get ethane, polyethane, methanes, all sorts of things that you can fractionate. Um, so what's really beautiful about what we're doing right now is these projects transcend the entire state. Everything from the geology in the Bowman area that could be conducive to growth 
to your natural oil and gas production in the northwestern part of the state, the Bakken Formation, to a lot of these coal plants, like the one that, that's going to be retrofitted into yeah. a blue hydrogen hub, where they're going to capture gas from the western part of the state and use that to basically create the blue hydrogen. Um, the value-added production for syngas, uh, synthetic gas, um, fertilizers, things like that. So if you're a farmer, think about the bottom line. Where, where are you buying your fertilizer from? You're not buying from North Dakota. What if we can produce that here, drive prices lower here, and then sell it to our neighboring and, states? And the soybean now, they're gonna, the soybean farmers make more money because you've got obviously a lot less you know, basis. So I've got two minutes left, and all okay. this stuff obviously sounds amazing, right? The big question that I'm going to hear from everybody, because I've had this conversation today with some bankers, is where are we going to find the people to fulfill the jobs? That's an excellent question. So the challenge we have with the Workforce Development Council, it's a 32-person appoint, governor-appointed group, uh, is to come up with major recommendations to, we have to get super unconventional. We know we have 30,000 or so open jobs in the state. We know that with these new projects underway, it's only going to exacerbate the issue. So people really need to think about unconventionally going after opportunities, whether it's growing and cultivating our own through unique um, projects. Retention is key. The jobs are here. The education assets are here. But keeping people here is something well, we, we really need to start focusing on. Even when you do that, when so. you take that into account, you still have yeah. a half delta here, right? So we really have to get serious about looking on the outside, whether it's domestic, internationally, whatever the case is, we have to follow steps where this has worked before. And so we're analyzing that. We're looking at job skills that have severe deficits, and we're looking at areas where we think we could pull from in order to accelerate that job growth so that we can move these projects forward so that everybody benefits across the state. I will say this, James and I obviously have talked about this off camera. One thing I will let you know, in, in Canada becomes kind of a no-brainer because it's close by, but I think also south of the border, Mexico, Latin America, obviously is a great place where you can go to possibly uh, recruit some great, great talent. James, fluent Spanish. I'm getting there with the end, which is gracias. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. As always, just fascinating stuff. It's really a treat to have you on, and we appreciate we'll have you back soon, okay? Thank you for having me. I really appreciate yeah, it. It's just, <laughs> honestly, folks, I, I go around and I talk to people, and it just absolutely blows my mind when you look where North Dakota's at right now $15 billion in projects. We talked about the soybean. I mean, there's so many things happening right now. It's just a really, really exciting time to be in our community.